Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's what we have on the screen right now a bit of momentum. New highs for the S&P 500. So this, as we see the S&P 500 squeezing out a small gain of 0.1% to 4,869. And we have the Nasdaq Composite up 0.4% to 15,482. So helped a bit by some of the technology names rallying. And we have the Dow Jones Industrial Average, on the other hand, slightly underwater by 0.3%, or around 100 points down to 37,806. So it continues to slide for a second day after a streak of three winning days. For more insights, we're joined by Nadine Thurman. She's the CEO and CIO at Solstein Capital. Nadine, thanks for joining us on the show today. Good morning. Hey Nadine, thanks for joining us. So new year, new highs. How are you reading the level of optimism we're seeing in the markets right now? We're not even halfway through the earnings season yet. You know, you've really seen the haves and have not. So even today, you know, the market started the day in rally mode and then whipsawed towards the end of the trading session with like not that much to show it of it outside of tech, as you mentioned. So the early upside moves are really coming from Netflix. You know, Microsoft over in Europe, you saw, you know, good prints and guidance from ASML and SAP, but you had trouble in Texas Instruments, you had trouble in um, various staples and other businesses. And so this isn't really a broad based rally. You don't see strength really continuing throughout the day. I think people are nervous about the GDP print tomorrow, um, as well as other factors. They were nervous about Tesla in the Mm. post market. Um, So, you know, I really view this as you really have to be an active manager and pick single stocks or single securities versus betting on that overall. Yeah, Nadim, lots to unpack here. So let's start with the earnings. And we can start with Tesla, perhaps, because we are seeing some of the wider economic trends play out here. Margins seem to be coming down. We've got fourth quarter gross margin, 17.6% versus 18.1% consensus forecast. And this pretty much points to how expenses have been going up for many companies. Right. So expenses will be going up and then they've had to cut prices. So I think we all noticed how they were cutting prices. This is Tesla Mm -hmm. in China initially. And then, you know, that started coming. We only got the benefit, (laughs) I think, in the second half of the year over here. Um, But a lot of price pressure for Tesla and a lot of EVs coming in the market. So you have costs that are high, prices that they can't keep and they have to bring down. And then you see supply going up. So you've got, you know, as you mentioned, BYD, but you've also got Hyundai, Kia. You know, they grew 60% last year. Volvo's about to release an EV. Rivian's coming out with a crossover SUV. BMW's working hard. And then you obviously have not just BYD, but other Chinese offerings. And you have a mix here where um, has some demand been brought forward because of these price reductions? If supply is going up, how are these entities going to really be making good profits in the next couple of years, even if they're coming out with new cars? Uh, what does that say about the health of the market? I don't think that it reads very well. Yeah, that's a good point, Nadine. So what does it tell you about the strength of the consumers um, when they are looking to spend, for example, on a new car? And you've got, on the other hand, Netflix adding on more subscribers, which seems to indicate more people want to watch Netflix and willing to pay for Netflix. What is the appetite for spending these days? 
Well, you know, you, you probably also saw the Puma earnings, um, which was a bit of it currency related, but also softening demand and brand demand. And so, again, haves and have nots. Adidas probably going to print well. Puma was soft. You've got Tesla having a hard time. Other companies, strong growth. And so you really have to take a look at where are these businesses coming from um, and then where are consumers willing to spend? Mm. So if they know that they can get a price cut on a car in the next few months or mm. there's a lot more supply coming, they might just wait versus, you know, you just said that LVS had great demand. Well, if people want to get out and gamble, maybe they haven't been able to for various restrictions, they're going to spend money where they want to. But if they know they can get a price discount, I think a lot of people are willing to wait a little bit unless they have to. Yeah, Nadine, so how this set up the fourth quarter numbers for tomorrow and for um, quarters to come? Are we due for a slowdown of sorts? You know, I think it depends on the business itself. And so, you know, you've seen some fantastic numbers being printed out of some companies, whether they're AI related or businesses that have been able to keep price increases. But I think you have to say, well, instead of just looking historically, let's take a look at the next few quarters. If they're consumer related, you know, how our top line um, from either a brand perspective, how the trend's going, how are their pricing going, is the supply or demand pressures happening, and then the, from the cost perspective. So we haven't seen a huge break in labor here. Um, there's been a little bit of softness. Companies are starting to shed some labor here, but it's still pretty tight. And so I would say that you, unless you have energy really coming down from here, there's not a lot of costs coming out of the system. Um, so it's going to be tighter for consumers. They've been adding a lot of debt. They're going to spend more wisely. So you really have to have businesses that are delivering some sort of value or unique product to be winning um, or a service. And then from the business's standpoint, it has to be driven on some type of secular growth or maybe it's a turnaround story. But you can't just assume that the rising tide of a better economy is going to uh, you know, rise all boats in, in this market right now. So again, I think this is really going to favor the active investors this year than just the passive. Yeah, Nadine, we are also going to be looking out for fourth quarter GDP numbers for the U.S. tomorrow. And then, of course, this feeds into the FMC meeting end of the month. And then we've got a March meeting. So rate expectations have been slowly been dialing back or at least going by the yeah. um, odds. How does this set up your expectations for what's to come? You know, I never thought they were going to cut in March. So no. <laughs> I thought that people were a little bit ahead of themselves um, thinking that there's going to be all these near-term rate cuts because inflation just really hasn't fallen off a cliff. I think that you will see some ability from the Fed and other central banks to cut later in the year. But I don't, you know, you saw the bank, that basically Canada kept at 5% today. You know, we've got uh, some notes coming out of the Eurozone tomorrow. Um, but it's too soon for everyone to say that they can take a complete victory lap on inflation. So it's hard for them, I think, to take rates down when if inflation comes back for any reason, it could be geopolitical, supply-wise, demand-wise, otherwise. And, you know, central banks are going to have a lot of egg on their face. So I think they'd rather pause for a little bit, see how the data is coming out, and then decide if they maybe they'll make a bigger cut. I don't know if, if the economy gets really bad. But if the economy is strong, that's going to be still putting some pressure on inflation. So you have this mm. situation where you might be in a Goldilocks, right, environment that makes inflation harder to bring down. Yeah, talking about cuts, we did see a triple R cut in China. How much is that going to do for China in terms of turning things around? 
That's different, right? So you kind of look at China and Japan. They're different, I'd say, um, areas than the rest of the world and how they've been dealing with rates because you have disinflation going on in China. Um, it was interesting that you had the triple um, R cut, right? Because what you have there is is a stock market that's been really hurting. Um, you know, you just saw the Singaporean fund that is going to have to cut their macro uh, fund because they had the wrong way bet. People were... Uh, a lot of people are long Japan, but they were short Japan. They were long China. And so that certainly is giving a short-term boost to markets. But we have to see, will banks really take that and lend more? Will consumers and businesses actually take out more loans? So even if loans are available, you actually have to have the other side of the equation where people want to take out loans to spur business, to spur the economy. And I think it's too soon to bet that we know that that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see if that's appetite to borrow even though banks want to lend. We've been in conversation with Nadine Terman. She is the CEO and CIO of Solstein Capital. Nadine, thank you so much for your time and insights this morning. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me. Same to you. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.